Wow. That's uh there's a sermon right there. You know? Uh that's how a person can listen to those lyrics and not see a relationship with God, with Christ in there. Well, it, it's it's hard for me to understand because it's it's all over that. I want, what I want to do, and I want to do this morning, is just kind of give you some things to think about. Before I do that, let me just mention that, by the way, most of you probably know that film clip was from the movie uh, A Perfect Storm. And a couple of facts about that song. Paul Simon, Art Garfunkel's Bridge Over Troubled Water, number one song from 1970. Uh, it was the number one song of this era, 1970-1979, considered the number one song of the 70s. Held the number one slot for six weeks in 1970, which is pretty amazing. Uh, it was written by Paul Simon. Garfunkel originally, Art Garfunkel originally didn't want to sing the song. Uh, Simon insisted that. Later, said himself he regretted giving the song up, basically. In concert, Garfunkel sang the song and uh, he sang it solo with Simon on the guitar. And ironically, and this is something that's just that I picked up in my reading that I thought was very interesting, the resentment over bridge, over troubled water between the two eventually led to their breakup. Isn't that that surprising? You know, a song that is just so moving as that that would eventually lead to to the breakup and so forth. Um, What I want to do is just talk about five things from a a person who obviously is is faith-based. Five ways that God is our bridge over troubled waters. And, and, and Epictetus, who was one of the, uh, Epictetus, however you want to say that, however you pronounce his name, he was, uh, he is pronounced many different ways actually, um, was one of the original Stoics, circa 100 AD. But I like what he said, difficulties are the things that show what men are. And that's um, so true. And sometimes, you know, when you're going through those difficulties, you may not want to hear that from somebody, but it is, it is such a true statement. So what I said, I want to, I'm going to take a, a little lyric from the song for each one of these five things, get you to think along that line with me, show you what some people think about it and what people say, and then I want to show you uh, what the Bible teaches about that. It's very simple, very very straightforward, and, and, and hopefully it will help as you think through this. Um, the, the one line in it, when you're feeling small, I like, I like that. And, and one of the ways that God is our bridge over troubled water is He is our bridge for strength when you're feeling small. Abraham Lincoln said this, Without the assistance of the divine being, I cannot succeed. With that assistance, I cannot fail. Don't know if you've ever read too much about Lincoln, but I've read a couple of things, and particularly the, 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 there's a couple of really good biographies on him, and it's interesting to see the evolution of this man as he really develops into a, a, a man of deeper and deeper faith Really, throughout the Civil War, you see this man continually being drawn in. It just, gosh, what a, what a life he lived, and it, it wasn't a happy life. And uh, some of you have heard me, and I'll probably do this again sometime. Have gone, I have gone through his whole thing that he had, had never won an election before, and, and how he had defeated, how he was, how he had a nervous breakdown, how after his fiance, his, his fiance uh, died, and all kinds of things. This guy understood what it meant to go to God for strength, particularly in a time when it looked like the nation was going to be torn apart. So he understood this. 
Uh, I like that quote so much. Without the assistance of the divine being, I cannot succeed. With that assistance, I cannot fail. Isaiah puts it this way. I'm going to take you to two passages in the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament. And it's uh, these are good. First one is in chapter 12. See, God has come to save me. I will trust in Him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my salvation and my song. Excuse me. He is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. It says it all, doesn't it? That is just, that is just great. Isaiah, and later on, chapter 40, says this, But those who wait on the Lord will find new strength. They will fly on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Have you ever just felt like you didn't have any more strength? Maybe, maybe it was physical. Maybe it was, more than likely, emotional. Where you've just been tested and tested and you feel like a little bit of you has been taken here and a little bit of you has been taken there. And, and maybe it's in a marriage situation. Maybe it's in work. Maybe it's with people. Usually, at least in my case, it comes in a situation with people where you're just tapped out. Have you ever, have you ever just gone... I don't necessarily mean you know, go to church and get on your knees. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but but just, just some, in that way or some other way, you just kind of... Maybe out walking or something say, God, I, I can't go on anymore. That's what this is talking about. God is our strength. And there have been times when I'm like, you look back and you're thinking, I don't know how I ever had the strength to get through that particular situation. But I did. And I have to attribute that to God. Without question. No matter where you are in your own journey of life. He is our strength. He is our bridge for strength. Second thing I want you to see. When you're feeling small, He's your bridge for strength. When you're down and out, He is your bridge for insightful, I call this insightful understanding. Goethe said this, great thinker, unrest and uncertainty are our lot. Isn't that good? Unrest and uncertainty are our lot. Uh, not necessarily something you want to hear, not particularly edifying or encouraging at particular times of your life. Let me show you what the Bible teaches in the New Testament in Colossians. The Apostle Paul wrote this in chapter 2. My goal is that you, excuse me, that they, you and your friends, will be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. That's good. I want them to have full confidence because they have complete understanding of God's secret plan, which is Christ Himself in Him, Lie hidden, watch this, in him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Christ, a relationship with God, is our bridge for insightful understanding. Now, I want to just add a little caveat to that because I think it's important for us to note this. That doesn't mean that I'm always going to understand everything that happens. And don't take that that verse that way because that's just not true. But even in that, and I'm going to show you another passage from the Bible in just a moment that kind of will help you think through that. Even when I don't understand everything that's going to happen, which happens a lot in life, frankly, and the older I get, the more I see that, there's still assurance and understanding that maybe I don't understand and maybe I'm not in control and maybe I don't know who is in control of a, in, terms of a human, in terms of a human person, but that doesn't mean that God isn't somehow in all of this. Because I believe He is, and I believe the Bible teaches that, certainly. So, He is our bridge, not only for strength, but for, for some understanding of life. I mean, we're always going to understand everything that happens, but 
just that there's a there's a bigger thing going on here, and that God's somehow in some way got this thing got this thing under his under his thumb in a in a metaphorical sense. Well, the third thing goes along with the second thing, which goes along with the first thing. But anyway, um, third thing is this: when darkness come comes and pain is all around from the from the song lyric. Third thing is this. He is not only our bridge for strength and understanding, He is our bridge for inner peace. This is huge. This is just so huge. Dante said, I am, I am searching for that which every man seeks. Peace and rest. Hear, hear. You know? Philosophers have said it for centuries. Not just Dante. The Bible puts it this way. It's a great little couple of verses that I find myself going to many times in my life. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God, who knows your concerns, before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Now, be careful with this. Because I've seen some, I've seen people abused with this verse, at least emotionally abused. They say, oh, you know, don't worry, just pray, just pray. And you know, when you're sitting there and your guts are all over the floor and you're just about ready to die and your emotions are all over the place and you can't figure life out, and somebody, ah, oh, don't worry, you know, you, not particularly what you need to hear at that particular time. And I, I've had that happen, and probably you have too. And what this verse is talking about is as we come to God. We come to Christ in prayer. He does give us, there's a sense of calm. Doesn't mean, again, that I got everything figured out. Doesn't mean, that well, I know why this happened. I always want to get to that point. Don't you? I always want to, well, why did that happen? And I'm sometimes, you know, immediately within, within a day, oh, I know why that happened. And then, of course, you know, a year or two later down the road, you get a little more perspective on the thing. So anytime you want to figure out exactly why this happened or that happened, well, just wait a year or two. Now, it's not what you want to hear, but that's, that's sometimes longer than that be perfectly blunt with you. I'm still waiting on a few of them. You know, there's still a few that I'm waiting on to figure out why that happened. Because I'm like, I have no clue, but I have a sense of peace. A sense of, I like that we said, the way this particular translation puts it, uh, this, this, a sense of God's wholeness that's in store here. Uh, that's, that's really, that's, that's immeasurable and it's irreplaceable. And frankly, I don't know how people go through life without that. That's one of the great ways that God is our bridge over those storms of life, the troubled water. And uh, this verse, and this verse has meant so much to me over the years of my my own personal journey, because it's so many times. And I know you, I know you probably don't know this about me, but I'll tell you this: one of my many weaknesses is I'm a worrier. I know it comes across. You know, you, you look at me and you think, "Oh, he's a happy-go-lucky guy, and all he cares about is, you know, his wife and playing golf and eating good barbecue." And there's a lot of truth to that, actually. But, 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 um, but I do worries. Now, so many times, and you know, you worry about your kids. You worry about, in my case, I worry about church things and people that I talk with and situations that they're in that are just, just hard. Just tears my heart out sometimes, and. And you worry about that. And this verse tells me, you know, that doesn't help anybody. 
doesn't help me. doesn't help you. I had a pre-ulcer condition one time, and, and I finally had to come to grips with that whole sin, which is what it is. I know we, don't always, we, we think of sin as, you know, alcohol or, you know, fooling around on your mate or whatever. Well, worry is sin, too. And, uh, and when I came to grips with that, it was a humbling thing. I still come to grips with that. What am I talking about? Um, and, but the issue is this. This is where he says, don't fret or worry. And by the way, if you want to get into it, we're not gonna, I'm not going to try to be too ostentatious here and show off Greek training and everything. But if you get into the Greek on this, um, it's what you call an imperative of prohibition. You say, oh, that's really good, Rich. You blessed my heart with that this morning. Um, an imperative of prohibition means you don't do it. It's, it's an imperative. Stop it. Don't do it. And when you look at that in the, in the original and you figure that out, what he's saying is, don't, don't fret or don't worry. Stop your worrying is what he's saying. Much like the same way the Bible would say, stop your committing adultery, or stop your lying, or stop your cheating, stop your worrying. And you think, ooh, that's all wrapped up in there together. Well, it is. Because worrying is taking on God in your life. I've got to figure this out. I've got to figure this. There's a lot of things. Take it from me. There's a lot of things in life you can't figure out. You do the best you can. And you want to be diligent. And you want to, and you want to think. And you want to be wise and all of that. But there's a lot of things you can't figure out. That's why he says, don't worry and don't fret. Instead, pray. doesn't mean that we just live and let live. doesn't mean we don't try to do something about it. But there comes a point when we can no longer do anything. That's why he says, just pray. Just pray. And, and, and let me help you out, parents. Especially if you have small kids. It's just beginning, okay? <laughs> it's just beginning. And I love you. A lot of you guys are always talking about your kids this, he's in third grade, he's doing this, and he's in second grade. And I'm like, you haven't got any problems, you know? Let them go through puberty. Let them get into high school. Let them go away to college. And then you're like, oh, you know. And, and, and that's an honorable thing to be concerned about your kids. But, you know, it can drive you nuts, too. And that's when you've got to say, God, I can't tell you how many times I've prayed this prayer, and it doesn't stop when they're adults. God, help them. Be around them, protect them, help them not to be too stupid. <laughs> you know, assuming that they're going to be some stupid. Uh, they're, they're kids. Sorry, guys. Sorry, young guys. We're, we love you, but, but you know... Um, and, and you, that's part of the whole thing. And that's, that's one of the passages, that's one of the things that this verse is, has, has done for me. He is our bridge for inner peace. It's our bridge for strength, insightful understanding, inner peace. Fourth thing, when you're weary, He is our bridge for rest. What do you mean by that, rest? I need to rest. Here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about rest. Some of you know what I'm going to say on this. If, you, if, you're, if you're visiting with us this morning, I talk about this. A good bit. It's strategic. I do it on purpose because I think it's an important issue. But he, here, here's when we talk about the, the bridge for rest. I'm talking about rest from religion. Rest from performance. From doing. Or in some cases, not doing. Let me show you, let me show you where I'm getting that from. Matthew chapter 11, one of my favorite passages. I know I say that a lot. One of my favorite passages of Scripture from the message translation or paraphrase. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Yeah! There I am! Come to... This is Jesus talking. Come to me. Get away with me. And you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. 
Jesus says, walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn, I love this phrase, the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And that, I just want to say amen. We're out of here. I mean, that's, that, that says it all right there, doesn't it? A relationship with Jesus is our bridge for rest. One of the things that I just love about what I do is I have the opportunity to tell people about this every day. One of the things that is so important for us to do is this whole thing of of, of being godly and and being Christ-like. It's not a matter of doing and doing and doing and doing. Or not doing or not doing. It's a matter of just getting to know God. And God will take care of some of those rough edges. It's a lifelong process. It's not not a quick deal. Wish it were, but it's not. But He'll do that. He is our bridge for rest from religion. Love that point. I love that point. Last thing, fifth thing. When tears are in your eyes because of failure and brokenness, He is our bridge for guilt and grace. If you know me well, you know I'm going to get this in. He is our bridge for guilt and grace. Voltaire said this, The progress of rivers to the ocean is not so rapid as that is man to error. (laughs) Voltaire said that many, many years ago. I can only say that that nails the human race right there. Certainly nails me and and most, most of my friends. Jesus is our bridge for guilt and grace. And I want to show you that from the Bible because this is, this is really good. That is why we have a great high priest who has gone to heaven. Jesus, the Son of God, let us cling to Him and never stop trusting Him. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same temptations that we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. Then we will receive His mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it. And, 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 and again, again, the original points out here, he, he, he says when he says, he, we will receive His mercy and we will find grace to help us. And the way it's worded in the original is, just at the right time. Just at the right time. When we need it the most. So don't pray today for that thing you got facing you tomorrow. I mean, you can pray for it. But don't expect necessarily you're going to have the strength or the peace or whatever it is you need. Wait for the time to come. It certainly doesn't mean you can't pray now. But when we need it the most, God, Christ, gives us that. I want to do something. I'm going to pull a surprise back here. Can we go back over the songs of the, of the, of the, the, the lyrics of the song? Because here's what I want you to do. Get that ready. Um... Having gone through this now, I want to go through that song, just the lyrics of it, of of Bridge Over Troubled Water. And I want you to think about it in terms of what it means in a relationship with Christ, with God. When you're weary, feeling small. When tears are in your eyes, God says, I'll dry them all. I'm on your side. When times get rough and friends just can't be found. You've been there? God says, I'm here. Keep going. Like a bridge over troubled water, I will lay me down. Like a bridge over troubled water, I will lay me down. When you're down and out. Yeah, I've been there. When you're on the street. When evening falls so hard, I will comfort you. Yeah, I think what he's talking about there is when those, 
when those nighttime comes and I don't know how it is with you, but with me sometimes when the nighttime hits, it's like oh man. And you, you ever do that? Wake up in the middle of the night thing, you know, and you look at your little digital clock. It says two o seven, you know, and you're like, oh, I've been up since two o seven. And my wife will say, how do you know that? The clock said two o seven, you know. He says, when evening falls so hard, I will comfort you. I'll take your part when darkness comes and the pain is all around. We just stop there. Like a bridge over troubled water, I will lay me down. Gosh, that's good. Isn't that? That is so good. I want you to listen to this next song. That, come on up, guys. And, and, and that, that Steve and Grace and the, and the guys are going to do for you because it's, um, it talks about that as well. The middle of the night. One of the lyrics, there's some great lyrics to this song, and and, and um, um, it talks about help me to understand, help me God to understand the things I don't understand. Basically, that's not the exact lyric, but that's basically what it is. Let me show you this last quote that I that I have for you because I think it says it all for us. And um, and then I want to pray, and then I want them to sing the song, and get you to follow along. Let me show you this quote from um, from a Seneca, great great Roman uh, thinker, and. Uh, politician in Rome. If you, see a, if you see a man unterrified in the midst of dangers, happy in adversity, peaceful amid the storm, will you not say a divine power has descended upon that man? Says it all, doesn't it? Let's pray together. God, we are grateful that we can come before you and we can think through the words of a song like this and think about how it means and what it means in our relationship with you. God, we're thankful that you're there on those sleepless nights when sometimes it seems as though peace cannot be found. We still have a God in heaven who we can go to. We're thankful for that. We thank you for Jesus, Lord, who came and lived and suffered on a cross and died and went to the tomb and rose again to give us eternal and abundant life that we might have a relationship with you. We thank you for that. And we commit this time to you, Lord. And thank you for your love and your grace and for being there, even during those sleepless nights. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.